Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. It's me again, it's Alex Whiteley. Uh, thank you for tuning in on the show. Hope you're all doing really well. Uh, joining me, finally, I finally got him. I've got him, he's in a cage. I've got him, I've got Mike. <laughs> Dale Hintz is joining me. Uh, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Yeah, no problem, buddy. It's great to come on. I'm just sorry I haven't been able to uh, get to you sooner. I know, we were just having this conversation. I, I poke yeah. fun and say, uh, you need to get your priorities sorted out um, Dale, <laughs> and come on the Shoes of Biscuit. But it's true, man. Every time I've come into this uh, into your salon, uh, it's just crazy. You're you're one of the hardest working people in Shrewsbury, right? You just don't stop. Oh, of course we are, mate. I'll take that all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it is. It's just one after the other. And it's. I try not to like let my attention slip or focus on anything else but the client. That's kind of my... That's at the top of my uh, my tick yeah. list, so to speak. And it always makes me feel so bad when I'm kind of like, so you want to come on my podcast? <laughs> and you're like, I'm busy. Like, you know, yeah, so I, know. It's, it's, I want to like, take myself away and chat to you, but then I'm kind of like, oh, oh God. No, but it's I'm, been drummed into me. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a really good work ethic. And um, so that was one of the positives of lockdown. It's kind of like, Dale, I can now speak to you. Let's Absolutely. get this done. So, because I think your story is fascinating, um, I'd love to talk to people about it. Because, yeah, you tucked away in the in the corner there of the parade. Uh, the parade is is a great place. Um, obviously, I, I, my studio's there. I'm I'm, I'm friends yeah. with a lot of people that work there. But it is tucked away in in Shrewsbury, and it's good to tell as many people as possible about the great things that go on there. And obviously, Absolutely. you're a part of that. Um, but where did this all start for you? Uh, where does where, where where do you where does Dale first pick up a pair of scissors or clippers? What? Do you know what I've done? So that this this is like fresh in the brain. I've actually just done a load of post-it notes and stuck them all on my laptop. Nice. Because I just, I am rubbish with dates. Like I can't, crikey, because it's been that long. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, yeah, so going back, um, I started at a shop, a salon in Shrewsbury called Rizzo Hairdressing. And that's kind of where I did my apprenticeship. And that was in November, 2008. Um. I was actually an electrician before I started my hairdressing career and both my aunties were hairdressers and they were like, Dale, you need to, you know, you should, you know, you're wasted talent because they saw me doing all my friend's hair and I'd be pulling the lads into my mum's utility and being like, let's bleach your hair. Let's cut your hair. Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, I don't know how I got away with not burning somebody's scalp or something, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think having those two sort of creative people within my family and they, they obviously saw something in me. Um, and I thought, no, I don't want to be, oh God, no, I couldn't, I'll get bullied or I'll get, you know, I'll, people will give me loads of stick for it. Um, yeah, I went on a lad's holiday, came back and my, my mindset was different. I thought, do you know what, if I, I actually want this, um, people always ask me, how do you get into a salon or how did you start your apprenticeship? Or perhaps people want some advice in the shop. They're like, how do I go about doing it? Well, I basically just sort of copied a dozen CVs changed the addresses, posted them all out and thought, right, whoever gets back to me first is obviously keen. So I'm going to take that opportunity when it's there. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I walked around town. I met them face to face. I didn't post them actually. I did did actually make a point of going in. Wow. Um, I think it's things like that that kind of set you apart from the rest. Like anyone can just get a letter through the door and think, oh yeah, I'll read that later. Or when it's physically handed to you, I think it's um, when you meet somebody, you know, it's, it's nice. I mean, I was going to bring up yeah. the whole, um, you know, the, the blokey sort of vibe yeah, around exactly. someone to cut hair. But I mean, do you know what? You can look at things from different perspectives. I spoke to a guy on uh, on my other show, the U the U S U K stuff, a live show. A guy called Mick Strawn. Mick Strawn is 
physical uh, art designer, but you know, you think of things as makeup yeah. and, and, and horror effects, things like that. It's not of really course. guy thing to do. Like, no, do you know what I mean? So when no. you say to someone, oh, yeah, I do makeup, the automatic assumption is, oh, really? Well, this guy's worked with some of the biggest people in Hollywood. Do you know what I mean? It's the same with exactly. you. Exactly. Like, um, yeah, that, that's what put me off of him when I said, I didn't want to say that, but that was the biggest thing. I thought, oh, no, lads are going to give me some stick. They already give me stick about the way I dress. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind if I change careers from electrician to a, um, to a hairdresser. But do you know what? It, it's the foundation of where I'm at now. So, yes, I don't cut women's hair anymore unless it's very, very short hair. Um, I still could do it, but I've sort of chosen to go down the avenue of uh, men's hair and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, the, I'm very, very grateful for it now, actually. It's it's definitely the foundation of, of what I am and who I am today, for sure. I really do like it, actually, because it's um, it's standing up and saying, this is who I am. I don't care what yeah. you say, because I'm I, this is what I want to do, and I'm, and I'm good at it as well. So don't, just back off, yeah? I really like that. <laughs> it, it does it actually offers something to to people out there that are po- probably hiding behind a persona that... Yeah, exactly. You yeah. necessarily... Associate. There's so many people in the same situation, isn't there? Like, yeah. Um, so that was, that was 2008 you started up um, at the salon. Um, how yeah. was it you... From... So I did my... Go on, sorry. No, I was going to say, how was it go straight away into to women's hair? Um, were you comfortable with that? Was that something that you just, you just, uh, you know, gravitated towards? Oh, crikey, no. No, mate, <laughs> no. I was not comfortable with it at all. If you think, right, most women blow dry their own hair every morning or once a week, you know, they know how to straighten their hair. They know what equipment to use to get curls in their hair, right? I didn't have a clue. <laughs> you know, I hit people on the head with the hairdryer. I got the brush stuck in this in this girl's hair. I remember her telling me that she was... um what was she doing that? She was like, she lived in London, but her parents were up here. So she'd come to visit them and she had this beautiful, long blonde hair. She was really pretty. And there's me with these brushes stuck in her hair <laughs> thinking, just swallow me up now. It was <laughs> awful. But I love those times because they're, they're what get you, you know, you need those, don't you, to kind of uh, propel you and to push you forward and think, right, the next blow dryer is going to be damn better than the last one. <laughs> I can think of a, a million different things. One I can't really talk about. I'll probably tell you off there, but um, I have situations that have happened to me very recently where I've had a professional say, that's never happened to me. That's like a once in a career thing. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, uh, uh, so moving from uh, a women's salon into sort of doing uh, your own thing, um, how did that go all about? How did you, what, you, what was the journey like? From? Um, yeah. So, I actually, I actually worked at the salon for about eight years. Oh wow! I was very loyal to it. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. And it was a really good place to work. You know, it gave me the gave me the foundation, like I said earlier. Um, but I kind of just, I just had to find out for myself what it was like. And self employment back then for me, obviously, I was quite young as well. So it's kind of like it's a, it's a risk, a huge risk. You know, I actually got a diary at work. Um, I've still got it now because I always, and I always go back to it. And if I have anyone working for me, I just go back to it and say, this is where I started, which is where you are now. You know, it just sort of like backs up. People see me now like really busy and really, you know, popular within the industry. And they think, Oh, you know, it's happened overnight and it hasn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I want to go self-employed. I had a various, various different salons sort of, um, headhunt me and you know the really good opportunities actually quite well-known salons um, around the country but I just knew that I had to find out for myself if I could work for myself and if I could do it um, so I left the salon I went self-employed the plan was only oh, to whoa, do whoa, it whoa, for... hold on hold on sorry I don't mean to stop you mid-sentence 
you were headhunted by big salons. What was that all about? You can't just breeze over oh, that, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Have we got to go back? Well, to, uh, to me, they're the, they're the biggest in the industry. So Royston Blythe, um, they do like some, a lot of A-listers. They do like Gemma Collins. You've got, wow. I think they date back to like, I think Jordan and Peter Andre's wedding. I'm sure they did the hair for. Wow. Um, they had a salon in Dorchester and one in place in Wolverhampton. I can't think exactly where it is now. But basically, yeah, they they rang me up. They emailed me. Um, they said, look, there's a job opportunity here. Um, but I'll be honest, the truth was they wanted me to be a colorist as opposed to somebody that cut hair. Okay. Because they uh, their stylist sort of, uh, yeah, someone will color, someone will cut, someone will blow dry, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, and because I had all of those skills, I didn't feel like I wanted to sort of cut them away and just have one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wanted to do my own thing. So, yeah, that was a really... So I didn't mean to cut you like mid sentence. No, but, but like, yeah, but it's... I wonder what it's like to have someone come up to you and be like, "You're so good at what you we do. Want you to... <laughs> <laughs> we want you to work for us." Because that, it's a risk, isn't it? You'd like the grass absolutely, is yeah, greener. yeah. Yeah, I'd never heard nothing from them before, and then I think because they they got caught hold of that I was leaving, and perhaps they they liked what I did or what I was about. I don't know, but you know, if if perhaps if my circumstances were different and I wasn't looking to sort of go self employed, I would have maybe grabbed the chance whilst it was there, really. But yeah. uh, Fantastic. Uh, we can carry on. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Yes, don't apologise. You're doing your job. Just get back to work. Um, <laughs> um, so we were just talking. I can't even remember what we were talking about, Dale. Um, we had to take a quick break there because uh, my wife is working behind me um, and she had to take a call. Um, but you were talking um, about sort of becoming uh, self-employed and that that, that journey. Um, that was the, the jump from, uh, yeah. Yeah. So what was that like so um, it, yeah, so it was a big jump from being employed to self-employed, but uh, I think the risk paid off, which is great. Um, yeah. I strongly advise anybody, if if they've got it in their mind and they got fit in saying they want to do it, they should definitely jump and do it. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is... Terrifying, uh, but... Phew. That is one of the hardest things. I mean, the biscuits just become a CIC. It's not, I keep saying this, but it was on my mind all the time that it would just add pressure to what we were going to be doing. Yeah. Like, you know, um, this isn't a business. I don't want to run it as a company, but at the same time, we could do with the funding. We could, like, we want to we want to expand and things like that. Push it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so when did you originally open your first salon then, by yourself? Um, yeah, so... Went self-employed. The plan was to do it for 12 months. It was going to be a little stopgap. Then I was going to get this big salon and I had all these ideas and I was on Pinterest every night. Um, and it didn't work. The money wasn't there. I wasn't ready. Mentally, I wasn't ready either, to be honest. So uh, I waited and I waited and I waited. I carried on cutting hair. And truth be told, I think what it did, I lost my professionalism. So I lost the sort of like... Um, the level of professionalism. So for example, if I went to someone's house to cut their hair because I was mobile, we'd be doing it in the kitchen with the dogs around and Mm. washing it over the bath. And that is the truth. So I started to lose the kind of like the creative Dale, the Dale that absolutely loved it and was dead passionate for women's hair. I started to lose that person. And, um, I met this famous hairdresser once uh, about 2010. He said to me, the day that he loses the passion is the day that he gives it up. And that's just stuck with me for like 10 years. And I just thought, I'm not the Dale I want to be. And I'm not the Dale I used to be. And because I had all these goals and aspirations of being this barber, it was just digging away at me all the time. And I thought, I've got to do something about this. So um, what I used to do is I, well, what I did is I actually rented like a really small shop, like a room above a gym. 
um, just on the outskirts of Shrewsbury. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought I thought I'm not a barber. I don't have that many male clients. I think I had about God four or five, and um, I thought, how can I be a barber but still keep an income to support me and my family? Um, because I had a house and we got a little girl, and it was kind of just like, how do I get there? So I filtered out my ladies filtered in my gents i used to work one day a week at the uh, the shop that i opened above the gym and eventually the saturdays became full so then i introduced a friday i filtered out the ladies they hate me now but <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta yeah, do they... though, haven't you you know you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta be you haven't you so i mean exactly and i thought yeah this part of my brain was like dale you want to be a barber you want to be a barber and then i got yeah. all these ladies saying can you cut my hair next week and i'm thinking oh but I love them for it because, again, they made me who I am, and I've met so many amazing people through my journey. It's it's incredible. But um, oh, yeah, that's so, what I was going to ask about going from that. You said you had this supportive sort of environment around you of these these people that really did just help you and encourage you. What was it like going out on your own away from all that? It must have been daunting for you. Yeah, it's. Um, I suppose you've always got their number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there there's certain people that stuck out for me that. Um they almost became like grandparent figures or mentors as such. You know, they're not related to me. I've only met the fruit cut on their hair, but you, when you cut their hair for like six, seven years, they become more than that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I always had the support there. Like my girlfriend's pretty amazing to be honest with you. She's like my personal counselor. <laughs> We've all got one of them. Um, my wife is, um, we also actually pod wives, Oh, sorry. Your mic's come out again. Um, yeah, I was going to yeah. say uh, uh, an important partner. Uh, a partner that's supportive is really, you know, important. <laughs> Words, Alex. Uh, yeah, supportive partners well, are really happy, important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, my, my wife is no different with the podcast. Uh, Shane's always talking about his missus because I'm, I'm doing this now. I was, I was recording till 10 o'clock last night whilst having a beer with the guys. Um, uh, but with you, I imagine you've, you've been on this journey that you've just, I imagine you've had to take um, a lot, a lot of, th- a lot of thought process into sort of changing from women to, to the barbers, creating your own business, things like that. It must've been difficult. Yeah, absolutely, mate. It's been, it's been really tough because, you know, let's face it, I was, well, I earned really good money. I was really comfortable with like, I had a lot of clients. So financially I had to take a huge dip to follow a dream. Yeah. But if you want that dream, that's what you've got to do. You've, you've got to sacrifice things in life. You know, I had a nice car. I kind of, I got rid of that. So, you know, I, I knew how much I wanted it and I knew that I wasn't going to be happy until I had it. <laughs> Um, things have changed though, haven't they? All, all I hear about is Dale hints and hints is, and uh, it's it's one of the biggest. Uh, you got you got this real good big presence in Shrewsbury right. now. You know, um, when did that start? When did that that Dale hints thing start in Shrewsbury for you? You know, because it, it is. Um, I mean, you can't deny it. You know, it's everywhere now. Yeah, I feel awkward about talking about that. I know. I, 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 that's that. No, that was really unfair of me actually, because when people do that, it's not great. But yeah. Let's talk about that. No, I know. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, no. Like, I love that. Like, I love that. If that's the way you see it, that's amazing because you never know what people people's perspectives are or how they see you. But yeah, that that's what I want to create at the end of the day. That's why I'm trying my hardest to to get the best I can. But um, I, I think what it was is my hairdressing and barbering mashed together yeah. has has made me, you know, the barber who I am today. Like. 
I, you know, I can use the clippers, I can use the cutthroat, I can do beards, I can colour hair. That's something that, you know, some barbers, not all, but a few barbers, they can't do, they can't colour hair. So it's basically how many strings you've got attached, really. It's, um, yeah. it's all of the things, really. They're, they're very important. It's a good arsenal to have. Um, yeah. Uh, things have changed, though, for guys, I feel, over the last sort of, definitely over the last Absolutely. decade. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys care more about their appearance, I feel. Um, so I mean, more than I, women these days, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I spe- what, how what? often they get their hair cut, yeah. Really. Well, I don't know because I've got none, so um, <laughs> when that beard's longer, mate, you'll be in loads. <laughs> oh, I got some clients though weekly, every Friday without fail. Honestly, it's bonkers. Um, what's uh, yeah. That's that, that's great, and that's why I never get to speak to you. Um, but that's good, though. It's good to see that you're that doing that. Um, I remember, like, uh, the first time I started seeing the the, the Cristiano Ronaldo lines in the hair oh, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, that was like the that was like a t- love that. Yeah, <laughs> that was like a turning point, though. That was like a huge turning point. Like you, you see, I mean, when I was a kid, when I was a kid growing up, um, you'd, you'd see the odd kid with like a star shaved yeah, into the back of the head that. for the summer holidays <laughs> and stuff. But now, yeah, there's, there's a, there is a real care about a, a bloke's appearance. No. I think it's social media, you know. It's so broad. Like, like right. you were just saying then, you, you said Ronaldo. You know, yeah. that was where the fashion stemmed from, I believe. It was kind of like football players because they were televised. People were seeing David Beckham. Yeah. Um, but now, social media blown up. You know, people are so, like you say, they're... they're a lot of my clients are more worried about their appearance than the ladies. Yeah. It's that Love Island thing, you know. Uh, all the guys <laughs> on Love Island, they always look trim, don't they, you know. And it's not just hair, though, is it? I mean, there's, there's eyebrows. Oh, it's the guys have eyebrows shaped. Yeah. And... Take down the loss. Yeah. What's the extent you go to with the stuff, then? Is it just the hair and the beard stuff, or do you uh, look at the eyebrows, things like that? Uh, to be honest, yeah, it's mainly... Um... It's mainly haircut and colouring and uh, the beards. The beard grooming is a big one, actually. Um, we don't tend to do eyebrows unless somebody says... I, 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 we trim the eyebrow, but we don't go into like the waxing and that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I remember the first time um, I, I let someone put a, a clippers anywhere near my eyebrows because I'm a big, big old bushy eyebrows. I like them, though. But when uh, my friend was a hairdresser, she was like, come around, I'll do your hair sometime. I was like, okay. And she just went uh, with the clippers. I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, just give them a trim. And I was like, oh, that's actually really, really nice. Yeah. That's... yeah. <laughs> just give it a ball, uh, uh, When did you guys open up at the parade then? Uh, so we opened up Hintz's at the parade on the 6th of October and that was shortly after I'd just done a uh, my one of my first biggest sort of stage presences down in um, down in London at the Excel Arena yeah so that was a really tight time schedule I was in London I come back up the shop still hadn't the paint wasn't finished Um, nothing was hung on the wall I was like my head was just all over the place but I thought I've got to do London get back up do the shop and I'll tell you something really cool is um, this guy that I've uh, made contact with through the industry, he lives in Florida. His name's Trevor Moots. Um, and he's a barber, but he's also like a global educator. Okay. So what's really cool, is he actually came to England to do various different presentations around different barbershops spotted around the UK. And it, we were just so lucky that, you know, I've kind of got this connection with him and 
obviously I've been seen on in the industry on the Instagram and he he liked what we were doing what we were about and you know reached out and said could we use your shop can I come and cut hair with you um and we'll do like a look and learn education evening wow but that was like that blew my mind because this guy he's flying from Florida (laughs) you know to think that I'm going to meet him because of our Instagram pages like everybody's so negative on that kind of social media but there's so many positives to it as well like it's uh it, it's weird how instagram works actually i mean we're getting lots of um shady i'd say shady companies definitely be like would you like to wear <laughs> buy a watch of us and wear it on instagram oh, yes. you know, all this yeah. sort of stuff i'm like no yeah. like, here's your promo code as soon as you get over a thousand followers on instagram that's it they, they start emailing you messaging oh, you like after you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah um that's, what's the what was the uh, the thing in London then? What happened there? Um, so what it was, I won a pretty big competition back in May two thousand and nineteen, um, and it was for I was competing for a spot for Britain's best barber. Yes, and I came home with a medal, so I won. Well done, congratulations! Yeah, I got through the heats. It started with a photographic entry, went through the heats, and then I competed live on stage uh, on the big stage. Wow. Um, yeah, and I took home, brought home the gold, basically. So that I think that where you said before, where did where did Dale Hintz kind of, when did it evolve? I, I'd say that was my starting point, winning that competition. Yeah, mass, know, that's huge. That's massive. I that mean, was a really big deal for me as well, to compete live on stage. It was a really daunting, sort of anxious experience, yeah. to be honest. But I managed to get through it, which is great, but... I mean, I gave you a quick Google before before we started here, and I did see the picture of you like sort of cutting hair on stage. Yeah, like? yeah. I mean, going from like a salon. I mean, some salons play loud music, and it can be quite bright and distracting. But like, yeah, no, it's uh, it can be yeah. quite intimidating, can't it? I think, I, I think what it is is for me at that point, I'd educated myself prior to it. So like, I'd been over to Ireland, I'd met up with people who influenced me the most and learnt from them. So when I go to the shows and I go on stage, I think back to those times. I think, you know what? I've got the knowledge and the back in here to perform, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of, I need that to sort of, to ignite the flame really and to, and to keep me, I think if you, I don't, it's hard to explain because I was terrified. So there's no good me saying it was easy <laughs> because it wasn't. I, <laughs> I can imagine it's difficult. I mean, cutting hair itself for me, I mean, for you, it's natural. That's you. That's you. You do that for me. That seems like a nightmare. Just like, yeah, just, can you just make me look really great? And- oh, it's all, mate, it's <sighs> angled and all sorts of stuff. It's, it's a mind blowing. Once you've got it, it's, it's a natural knack, I believe. But yeah, so I think being up there, what got me through it was people asking me questions and the adrenaline. So when they're yeah. firing questions at you, are like, right, okay, we can answer that. It fills a gap. And then, I think you've just got to breathe really and just try your best to to keep cool, which is hard to say, I know. But you you came away with it as Britain's best barber. That's just an amazing yeah, title to have. Um and did do you reckon that accolade sort of helped you when once you opened up at the parade? You, you know, I mean that's what yeah, that's I, what you got introduced to me as is Britain's best barber, yeah. Dale Hintz. Like that's why I was kinda of like, whoa, would it be on my podcast? You know, um was there a lot of that? <laughs> There was, mate, yeah. So Chronicle, Shropshire Star. Um, it was really cool because like I'm a, you know, I'm just I'm just somebody trying to follow my dream. I'm not sort of I'm not saying I'm the best and I'm I'm the best barber ever, but 
I don't know. I just want to be the best I can be, really. I don't know, man. I'd be like, I'd be, I, I, I would. I'd be like, you see this middle here? What does it say? What does it say? What does it say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's mad. Do you know what? I didn't have it on my, um, I didn't have it up in the shop, the medal for ages because I didn't want people to look at me and think, make assumptions, basically thinking that I was the best and all this kind of stuff. And when one of the lads came to work with me, Reese, um, he said, where's that medal? He goes, where's that bloody trophy? He goes, I said, oh, it's, it's, it's in the cupboard. Why? He goes, get it out. Show it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Plus, it's just the way I am. I don't know. No, I do feel that. I, I get I get you. I, I get embarrassed. I mean, like, I say yeah. all this, but, like, I mean, we just won the, I just won the Mayor's Award, where, and uh, people keep bringing it up. Oh, you won the Mayor's Award. Well done. And I'm kind of like, yeah. <laughs> right. you know, I, have to, I have to put on this persona on, on, on the USOC show last night live that we were joking about. I was like, yeah, man. Shane uh, was on there. He was a guest, sort of biscuit versus Yusuk thing. I was like, Shane, what was the name on the medal? It was Alex Whiteley. Was it Shane Hinton? Was it Shushu Biscuit? I don't <laughs> believe it was. No, in, in real life, I'm kind of that terrifies me. People come up to me yeah. talking about it um, because you know, I, I, yeah, it is what it is. Um, this year has been wrought with sort of problems. Um, so, so you opened up last night, October. I suppose you we had the flood as well, didn't we? The floods. Well, we weren't hit directly, but it did affect the clientele. Indirectly, it affected the yeah. whole of the county. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, there's the silly COVID business. I mean, so you haven't had a fair run of it. To be fair, you haven't had a, a fair chance to sort of no. show people what you could do. What's that been like for you? It. I suppose you're just going to make the best of what you, the hand you dealt, really. But um, I think we're lucky because you know, like it, it was established before and. You know, we, we try and use social media to generate business and we try and use it to keep motivated. We do a lot of research. We're not sat at home doing nothing. We, we just try to keep ourselves occupied. And that's not, not that's not just me. That's all three of us at the shop. Um, and on a whole, like, we motivate each other. So if we see something, we send it across. We're like, what do you think of this? Oh, we need to do this. And it was funny. Last night I was, I was chatting to Reese and we said that next year we're going to take a few days off here and there. You know, like you said, you can never sort of get hold of me. It's it's because we're just flat out of the shop. And then sometimes you haven't got the time to do the things you really want to do, like photo shoots. And, mm. you know, you want to get involved. We want to get involved doing some big photo shoots next year, working with like different MUAs and stuff like that and really create some, some strong images. I think that's really important though, isn't it? With, with your line of work is imagery is massively important because what yeah. else are you going there for? You go in there to look good, aren't you? You, you know, you want, you, you want to look that's good, feel good. Yeah, uh, I don't know who your photographer is, by the way, but he's genius. So the, the, I saw a picture of you recently sat on like a big chair and you're sort of looking down the camera. I was like, that is a cool photo. I, oh, if, yeah, yeah. If That's anybody, math, actually. Yeah. I had a little video shoot and that was a snippet from, that was a uh, like a screenshot grab from it. Oh, right. Because I always struggle to get pictures of me because I'm always the one taking them. <laughs> selfies and that's that's my problem though uh, i think bagita come and took some pictures of me yeah. uh, in the studio um and they, they weren't used in, in my shoes i was like where's my picture and it's probably because i was smiling like an awkward idiot at the camera because i'm you know <laughs> constipated horse look I, yeah, I, so again things like that like you know we were i was too busy to go and stand on the steps for the christmas shoot and i think they're important but the shop's important, but it's kind of like sometimes you have got to take yourself away and get involved with those and be seen and, you know, mm. yeah, make it your time, balance. Um, we were just talking about um, while we took the break, while my wife was on the phone. Um, 
we're talking about sort of post-COVID for you, because obviously the big one of the big headlines, one of the biggest hashtags was her COVID haircut. Everybody was crying out for haircuts. It wasn't a problem for me because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, follically challenged and all that. But um, <laughs> it was um, a general consensus across the world, not even across the oh, UK. Absolutely national. So coming out of hibernation, what was that like for you? It must have been crazy. There was two sides to it. So you've got 50% of the clients who have shaved, they've got the wives shaving the hair. Clippers, number one, straight off, right? Mm. And I'd see that on Facebook popping up. I think, bloody hell. So when they come in, they're like, oh, mate, just leave the top. Just do the back and the sides. So there's part of you that's like, ching, ching, let's go. Like, bloody hell, it only take me, you know, 30 minutes to get the sides off and shape it all up. And then you've got the guys that just left it, that just <laughs> didn't touch it. And it's down by their shoulders. And you just think, right, where do we start? That must be- maybe. Does that not feel like a blank canvas though? It's like, oh wow! Oh, yeah. Do you know what it's? Do you know what's so cool about it? This is this is the most interesting part of it. You get to see your clients with longer hair. So there's a lot of clients out there that that come in so regular. It's just your skin fade, skin fade, or keep on top. I'd never see them with their hair outgrown, and so many of them, it just looks so good on them. So I actually, luckily, I'm in a position where I can say, "You're keeping this." <laughs> You know, they trust me and I'm like, you're keeping this. I said, this is beautiful. I said, look at it. And yeah. they just agreed. And they're still wearing it now. They're still wearing longer styles. And I absolutely love it because I just love using the scissors, to be honest. It's, oh, I love these longer styles. That right there, listeners, is pure passion what you're listening to right now. As somebody that enjoys their trade, someone that knows what they're doing and enjoys it. Um, I think it's great. But you were saying like um, you had this massive burst of, of people rushing to you and then it just sort of petered out um, as time went by. What do you think that was? What Do you, do you think that's just because it, it felt like a busy sort of period for you? Or do you think... Uh, yeah, I suppose it's the hours we were putting in. We were putting yeah. in more hours than we were we would do on a usual week. So I guess we felt uh, we were just so busy. I wouldn't say overwhelmed because we've got a really good booking structure, which works really well, keeps us on time and keeps us on track. But yeah, I think we perhaps we just cut everybody. <laughs> and there's so many people, like I said, that had cut their hair so short that they didn't need a haircut. You know, um, and there's people out there that thought, yeah, I'm just going to keep growing it. Uh, people were scared. Some people didn't want to come to Shrewsbury, come to town. And it was a variation of, um, you know, various different things, really. Uh, um, I've got, I mean, coming to Shrewsbury is, um, it's something I understand now. My, my, uh, one of my co-hosts for you, so, uh, Tom Stevens, he's got a big, long beard, big red beard, and he's proper proud of his beard, loves it. <laughs> he'll, he'll try, uh, he's in Cheltenham. Um, but he, he's got family in Sheffield. Yeah. Um, so what he would do, he was, uh, kill two birds with one stone. He'd go to Sheffield to see his family and he'd only go to a specific barber in Sheffield. It's meant to be really famous. Uh, lots okay. of people go there, but like, um, he would go all the way to Sheffield just to have a beard trim. And like, he's so particular about his beard that it's a big deal for him. You know, you know what? I think, I, I think that could be Seville's. Have you heard of that before? Is it Seville's? Possibly. I'm going to ask him now um, while we're talking and he'll get back to us. But yeah, it's people are particular about things like that though, aren't they? Oh mate, massively. If, it's trust. You know, like I said to you before, like I've got the trust of my clientele now. So what I kind of say goes, <laughs> we work together to achieve the results that they want. Um, yeah. They kind of sometimes say, do you know what, Dale, you do what you think, you know, what will suit me? 
and that's a that's a big thing so like even for myself like i won't just go to any any bar but i'll i'll be very specific who i go to and if i like what i'm getting i'll stick with it yeah i'm looking forward to having this beard i really am i haven't grown my beard out in such a long time uh i've got past the itchy stage now i'm getting through this what the heck am i going to do with this mustache stage yeah mate you need to get yourself in we'll sort you out Yes, I will. I will. I did, that's the only reason I'm growing this beard there. I was just so I can come and see you. Uh, I have a reason to come in to see you now and not talk about podcasts. <laughs> um, we've just, uh, we've just, uh, we're coming out of uh, lockdown on the, on the 2nd of December. Um, and we've just been put into tier two, which I think is, uh, puts you in a position where you can work again. Are you looking forward to get back to the, uh, the- I certainly am, mate. Yeah. Um, I had four weeks off, um, lockdown two, so it's a month. I had loads of plans. I wanted to dive into my photography. And do you know what? I haven't done a thing. I've sat back. I mean, I've got my little girl, so she's kept me occupied. But I've, I've kind of took it as a bit of a, a break, really, just to kind of unwind and and sort of look from the outside in and think, okay, what do I need where? And, and you know, yeah, it's been really – it's kind of been really good, actually, to be honest. <laughs> um. Uh- TS has just got back to me, by the way. He literally reads, you know it, son. Only one in the country. Absolute, absolutely beautiful. There he goes. <laughs> Savills. Did you put Sav- yeah, I told you, Savills. didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I love that. I, I love that because, um, yeah, a lad I used to cut hair, he left me to go to uni. And uh, I, did, I had to do some research because if that happens, I always like to look after my clients wherever they go. I like to make sure they go into the right place. And that was where I recommended him to go. Yeah, apparently it's uh, such a big place. People come from all around the country just to go there. Yeah, it's cool. Um, <laughs> so that made me laugh. Um, I'll tell you something cool. The, um, the owner of it, um, his name's Joff, and he, um, we're going on a bit of a tangent now, but I've just done a, a huge competition, which we'll probably come on to in a minute. But one of the judges is called Joff, who is the owner of Seville's. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. cool. So there you go. That, that that the reputation precedes them. Uh, that, obviously. So what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You just gonna? We can't just not talk about that. You're talking about another competition you're doing? Yeah. So I entered about four months ago, I believe. Um, it, it was a photographic entry for Wall Bar British Barber of the Year 2020. So wow. it's even bigger, to be honest. You've heard of Wall, Wall. before? Yeah, Wall. Yeah. So they've been going for 101 years this year. They are the sort of, they are the biggest and the the best in my opinion. Um, so yeah, the lads at the shop were entering. I thought, you know what, I'm going to give that a go. So I chucked my entry in, sent four, four photographs off. Um, but the cool thing was there wasn't really that much of a criteria. It was quite open. So it kind of kept you guessing as to what are they looking for and what do they want to see from the barber and you know, what's going to really stand out. Um, so I sent four images off, four, four different images. Um, yeah, and, and then I got an email about four months later to say that I'd been um, put through to the top six. What? I mean, that's yeah, a- that's pretty mind-blowing to be honest <laughs> so that's well congratulations for that by the way first of all yeah, before i ask my you. next question that's fantastic i can't believe that wall is yeah you're right that's like that's the brand isn't it that's the haircutting brand i mean i've used wall before Absolutely. um but so did you did you and your guys uh all sort of uh go into this competition individually or as a as a yeah sport? so yeah so you go in because uh the comp is britain's best barber 
Um, we all went in individually. So I believe there's probably, I don't know, there's thousands and thousands of entries. Um, but I think what it was maybe what I decided to do was actually show them what I can do. So for example, I, I sent a shot that was in the chair, you know, it's just a standard photograph from my shop. Um, I sent them a male, I sent them a female. Um, and then I sent a few that I'd done like, um, a few photoshopped images so I could show that I can kind of go down that avenue as well. Yeah. And I put in there about obviously that I can color hair and yeah, I just, I, there was a little, a little bit that you could just enter in a message really. And I just tried to show them who I am, what I am. And yeah, it, it's obviously worked. And, uh, I actually find out today, um, who the winner's going to be. <laughs> Well, my fingers are well and truly crossed for you, sir. Uh, you have to yeah, let us know. Sure, sure. Drop me a message when you know later today, so we can we can put that in there. I'm sure, you'll know. You'll see it. <laughs> what we should do is we should re- <laughs> we should record a congratulations, well done, you won. And then we, oh, I'm really sorry, Dale, you lost. <laughs> but it's not a loss, though, is it? I mean, you top six in the whole country. Uh, wow. Oh, mate, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I feel really proud. I got this far because. Um, People who I'm against, they're all the. They are strong competitors. So, and do you know what? I know I know quite a few of them, and they're really really nice guys. So I'm just really happy that we're in together. If I'm honest. No, that's really nice. That really is cool. really good. Um, well, you know what? I wish you all the all the best for when when things open up again, and hopefully uh, this lockdown will be the last one that we've had. Um, I know that's tears right. will change. <laughs> Etc. Uh, Etc. Et yeah, but... we've just got to take it and we as it comes, I suppose, and just uh, keep our heads, keep optimistic about things, really, and try and keep positive mindset. And if and if you're not working, try and maybe just completely relax, like I did, or perhaps put pen to paper and make plans. Do you know what? That's a really good bit of advice, actually. I mean, because I've been working throughout the whole thing. I mean, I said I'd love to have been just been furloughed for a couple of weeks. You know, just just I, everybody's complaining. <laughs> My, uh, TS is one of. We were talked about earlier. He's like he's been furloughed since March, like you know, and he hasn't been able to go out anywhere yeah. really. And he's he's driving himself yeah. crazy. And I'm like, I'd like a slice of that pie just for maybe a couple <laughs> of weeks. I, I don't blame you, Dale, for uh, taking a few weeks off to relax. I think it sounds yeah. great. Um, you need it. Um, one last question before we go. Um, the when it comes to like makeover programs, things like that, it's always fascinating to see when Gok Wan turns someone into a stunner from whatever they look like before. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Queer Eye on uh, on on Netflix, fantastic! I love that. Um, that's the right name for it, isn't it? Queer Eye for a straight guy. I don't know. I've only. Do you know what? Believe it or not, I've only just got Netflix. Oh really? There's a, a makeover show um, called Queer Eye for a Straight Guy. I think it's called Queer Eye. Oh yeah, uh, and it's a makeover show, and these guys oh, are so crazy. Show. Yeah, and they're like <laughs> really like camp, and we're like, oh. They grab someone and they change their lives. They, they literally change the whole lifestyle, change their hair, change how they live, and they, they really do. Have you nice. ever made someone over? Have you ever like done that to someone? Like where they've come in looking like I don't know, groundskeeper Willie or something, and you sent them out looking like Brad Pitt? <laughs> oh crikey! I'd like to say yes. Whether yeah. I've told them that or not, but yeah, do you know what I did see once, which is really really cool? Um, it was in Italy, and um, they took this homeless man. Um, he was overgrown, his beard, he not had his haircut, it was really long, it was very grey. And they took this homeless man, they took him in, they took him under their wing, they dressed him, suit, um, put him a shirt and tie, cleaned him up, nails, hair, makeup, um, 
coloured his hair, they, they trimmed all his beard. And I swear to God, this guy looked like an Italian fashion designer. Wow. Like, the women would flock. They would drop at his knees. He was he was actually a beautiful-looking man. <laughs> Amazing. I love that kind of stuff, though. I, I always watch that kind of stuff. But I suppose we just we transform lives on the daily. That's what I like to say. Well, I think it's really important to feel good about yourself. I mean, um, I was just talking about my beard off air, and I was talking about this. I've got this, like, silverback gorilla sort of stripe, just one white stripe right down my beard. And I'm thinking... I'm probably not even going to colour that, you know? I think that's nah, quite unique. Like exactly. That. And, you know, exactly. It's, it's important to feel good about yourself and to feel confidence. And I think people that come through to your, your salon um, and, and you give that to them, you're actually making their day a bit better. So, you know, that's really Absolutely, cool. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Do you know what? They brighten up our day as well. Yeah. That's yeah. a nice thing. We just come in, good half an hour, good chat, really nice haircut. And, and uh they're probably telling all their mates as well. Yeah, I got I got a hint, mate. You need to go into They're great. You know, word of mouth. They're our walking advertisement, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Well, Dale, I won't I won't keep you much longer. I know you've got a, a big announcement uh, to listen to later today. Hopefully, it's a good one. Um, but uh, you've been a fantastic. Fi- I'm so glad I finally got you on the show. We, we'll have to do this via Zoom some other time because uh, I know I can't do it in the salon or in the studio because you'd be you're such a busy guy, which is great. I love that. Um, yeah, thank you. I really appreciate you messaging me because. It's one of those things where I think, oh, I actually want to do it. Like, I want to do this. It's just, it's a time thing. So, you know, I don't have, I don't really have many days off. I'm kind of just flat out. So, yeah, it's, it's nice that I've got it done. I feel like. Yeah, it's not. I, I never want the biscuit to feel like a chore. Um, you're a busy guy and I don't want you to feel bad for that because. No, and I don't want to, I don't want to give you a snippet. I want to give you my full abiding attention as well i have i have i've enjoyed chatting to you dale i think you're you're a great guy uh you're great you're a great advocate for shrewsbury and i think um uh, i can just see you growing from strength to strength um you know uh you, you hints will be the new nicky clark <laughs> <laughs> better than that no, better. <laughs> I, I, reach for the stars Absolutely. reach for the stars um now you've been fantastic um would you like to tell people where to find you where they can find you yeah so we are in the parade shopping center which is at the back of saint mary's church in shrewsbury if you're walking through the main doors and take a left we're just at the end Um, and if you want to book an appointment i'll just drop this in there you can go online and search for hintses.booksy.com yeah so uh, that's all you need to do really uh, look for hints on Instagram as well. Great Instagram account, account um, there. So um, if you want an example of what they get up to, definitely yep. go on their Instagram. Um, I would like to give our listeners as well the opportunity to check out our website. Um, all of our all our audio is available on there. Uh, go to www.theshrewsbybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. Our website is made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. Um, and uh, yeah, we thank them. If you need a website, you can check them out. Um, Dale, you've been fantastic. Thank you yep, so much for coming me. on the show. Not a problem. No, uh, good luck with the award, and uh, we'll, I'll, I'll get you on again. We'll, we'll, we'll do this. I'm not even going to say that. It's not going to happen. Yeah, well, again, I've, but... I've actually got something else in the pipeline as well. We won't talk about that, but it'd be quite cool once that's revealed. We could kind of catch up after that. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I, we don't just have to do this in the afternoon. We can do it in the <laughs> a couple of drinks, you know. We'll, we'll yeah, do it that way yeah. instead. Yeah. Have a great day, Dale. A good luck with your with your announcement later. Let me know what happens. Whoa, I'm nervous. No, thank you. <laughs> we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace out. <laughs>